squishied it. Hello, Squishies! Hello, Squishies! Welcome to the Squishcast. I am Unviv. And I am at Andrew. Viv, I bought you a present. A present? For me? I love presents. I know you do. Presents are your special favourite thing. But this is a terrible present. A terrible present? It's not Christmas. What do you mean? I mean, I got you something terrible. On purpose. Because I think it's funny. Why? Why would you do this? Honestly, mostly because it's a neat way of thematically and comically setting up the episode, which is about terrible video games. That is strong brand work right there. Thank you. It did seem subtle and clever. My trademarks. Okay, okay. We'll circle back to that later. Okay, but for now, what what did you get me? Oh, I think you'll particularly hate this, Viv. I bought you every copy of Hohokam. Oh no! Nope! No! 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 Nope! Nope! Viv. Hi, Viv. Hello. Right, as we do every week, we start with an important question: What? Have you been playing this week, Viv? So I, unsurprisingly, have been playing some uh, Resident Evil. Um, okay. Yeah, so... Um, I've heard of this. Yeah, I've heard of this too. It's, uh, it's apparently an alright game. Uh, no, so I, I started playing uh, Resident Evil 2 in December on um, Christmas Day with you, Andrew. And mm-hmm. I did the Leon run. Uh, so I have rest- I mean, we restarted the Claire run fairly quickly after that, but I hadn't. I hadn't gone back to it properly. Now I'm back to it. I'm doing the second run of Resident Evil uh, with Claire, so that I can uh, see the other side of the story. So it's the same game essentially, and it's essentially a similar story, but for obviously from Claire's viewpoint, it it starts and ends differently. In Leon's run, uh, the sort of additional character you have in the sort of in the middle of the game is is Ada. Um, and as Claire, um, I have Sherry. Um, so I'm replaying that. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and um, doing this run means that not only will I get some more of the trophies, but I will also get the true ending because you don't get the true ending when you just do the Leon version. Actually, in fact, you don't get the true ending if you play as Claire in the first run and then Leon. I won't go into too much detail because we've talked about it before. Essentially, the game is the same. Most of the puzzles are the same, with the exception of obviously how it starts, how it ends, and that bit in the middle with the additional character. There are actually just entirely uh, different bits of uh, the map for uh, the, for those sections, and then you sort of slot back into the story, the story that you know we all know and love. Um, and I think there is also the only other exception is that a couple of the solutions for the puzzles in the Claire run will be in a different place. So there is a moment where you need to find a, a sort of trophy. The trophy has a code which you need to input somewhere else to open something else. Um, and th- that trophy is just elsewhere. It's not where I know it is. And I'm very familiar with the Leon run, so I, I'm actually currently stuck because I have no idea where that trophy is. Um, and um, so I need to go look for it because I can't move on in the game without without that code. So, But that's what I'm playing. I'm playing Resident Evil 2, uh, the Claire run, Claire B run, so that I can get my true ending. I can't actually remember what happens. I'm very excited. Excellent. Yes. What have you been playing, Andrew? 
good news, Viv. I finally, uh, after talking about it on many, many podcasts, I finally got hold of uh, the VR game Wanderer. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I only got to play a little bit of uh, yesterday at time of recording. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't entirely the game I thought it was going to be. I thought it would be a bit more like uh, The Room, where you'd be standing still, solving puzzles um, in a static thing. But, no, you, you get to wander around and, and, and get a headache. Um, by, it, is, by... it is called The Wanderer. That's very true. Um, so, yes, it has free movement in it, which um, uh, I can only do for a certain period of time. Because... Um, uh, uh, yeah, it just it makes me a bit ill. But uh, story-wise, I was really enjoying it. I was kind of invested. Um, I've got to the point where I've got the watch. I haven't done any time traveling yet, but uh, yeah, just sort of learning the mechanics of it. So it's very early stages. Uh, but yeah, I was I was very much into it. Uh, aside from that, uh, while I was waiting for that uh, to arrive, uh, the Artful Escape finally arrived on Yo, PlayStation. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, got released uh, end of last year on PC and Xbox, finally came to PlayStation. I guess you can describe it as a musical experience game? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. It's, I mean, it's it's stunningly beautiful. The colours of uh, of this world just absolutely pop. You're a 17-year-old kid, your uncle uh, was a famous folk singer who died. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary of his best-selling album, and you've been press-ganged into performing at a concert, and everyone's treating your character like you're going to be the second coming of, of your uncle, and everyone's like putting all of their pressures and all of their love of this folk singer. That's all on you, and you as a character, you just want to be... That's not who you are, and that's not how you want to represent yourself, and then it's not the music that you feel in your soul that you need to be playing. And the game sort of unfolds fairly linearly like you just you go through and you're just chatting to people and it's minimal exploring but you don't you know there's no puzzles really to solve um and then you just travel through a fantastical universe of beings and creatures finding your sound and you get to um influence how you see all the character sees himself so you get to come up with your your new stage name and your intergalactic weird backstory um and at a later stage in the game you get to um completely um redesign what the character looks like and like actually i found the um the quantity of stuff that you can dress the character in uh to be to be quite overwhelming and in fact i didn't use everything because i was like oh i and choose and stuff rather than yeah I just I just thought it was really charming and the music was really lovely and it's colourful and kind of chill um, you have to play concerts um, and it's kind of like a Simon Says thing so something will play burr, 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 and then you just have to repeat the patterns and stuff it's pretty easy but it's just lovely I just really liked it yeah, I mean, the little bit I watched um, you play... I mean, I say a little bit. It's probably maybe the first half of the game because it's yeah. not a very long game. Uh, it's, about f- it's about four hours. Yeah, so I watched you play the first half and it does give me... You know, the the, f- the only thing I can compare it to, and, it, and it's not in the same 
the games are not the same, but this is how it made me feel. Some sections in the Artful Escape where you're when you're going through those universes and you're sort of playing the guitar, um, that that felt a little bit like Journey did in terms of like how zen it made me feel. Like the going through the the map and or the space or the get or whatever it was with the colours and the music and just it was quite um a bit hypnotic actually. Um which I, I, yeah, gave me the, it's not the same sort of game, but it, it that's the feeling I remember having when I played Journey. I would agree. I would say that the Artful Escape is a mixture of Journey, Limbo or um inside, depending on which one and do it in as much as you're going from left to right. And Wonder Song, if you remember me playing that. I do remember some... Wonder Song, yeah. So I th- I think if you if you like any one of those games, or if you like all three of those games, you're like, oh, I wonder what all those games together would be like. It's kind of the artful escape. So, yeah. That's what I've been playing, those two things. Anyway, should we, should we go and do a discussion? Let's go do a discussion. Viv! Yes! It's discretion time. Yes, it is. And we've got an important topic to discuss today, and it's a topic that you and I are very divided over. I and know, that, yeah. And that topic is terrible video games. Video games are great, and we like playing video games. You and I have a particular interest in narrative games. They may have difficult combat or complex uh, skill trees or some such. It tends to be the narrative that draws us. Uh, come for the story, stay for the gameplay. That's kind of what we say. You don't understand why I would spend my time and money deliberately playing games that I know are bad. Bad looking, bad stories, bad writing, bad acting. Bad to play, bad to control. Just big, old, terrible, bad, bad, bad games that are bad and terrible. And I don't know why you wouldn't. They are terrible and it's joyful to make fun of them. Particularly recently, I've taken a lot of pleasure in deliberately buying terrible games from previous generations, many of which I've been posting about on our social accounts and on Discord. I mean, firstly, before you carry on, Uh terrible games will always be terrible games. Uh So, and they're just terrible and that's what they are. Uh And my time is... I don't have enough time. (laughs) But again, why wouldn't you want to make fun of them? But I, I do because you play them. Oh, so, okay. I, so you spend your time <laughs> and money playing terrible games and then I get to make fun of them. Or well, I get I to come in for like a section of it, like I sometimes do when I pop round yours and I'm like, what the fuck are you playing? Okay, well, I guess that's the end of the discussion then. Well, there, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, terrible games will be terrible games. Uh, but ca- carry on, I, I want to hear about what, you're, what you've been playing. Okay, so I've I decided... Because I did some research of my own. Interesting. I decided to look back at some of the terrible games that I've played recently, and we'll talk about what I thought about them. Feel free to ask any questions as we go along, and then you can let me know why I've wasted my time, because I sure as heckings won't be convincing you that you should play them. I don't think I'll be convincing anyone to play them, and honestly, people probably shouldn't play them, but I perversely hope that somebody will. If you have played any of these games, or play them because of, and in spite of, everything you're about to hear, please let us know. Does that sound fun? Because we're doing it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've checked the average score for these games on Metacritic, and we'll go through them in reverse order. There are five games on this list, sort of. Uh, What is going to be the worst game that I've ever played? I'm intrigued about the sort of. 
Okay, well, let's move There's on. There's five games, Com- sort of. <laughs> coming, in at, coming in at number five, Viv, with a Metacritic average of 45% for the PS3 version. Uh, uh, often with these things, the PC or uh, 360 versions uh, review slightly differently, and I'm just going to talk about the review average for the ones I play. So coming in at number five is Star Trek from 2013. This game was based on the recent movie trilogy and set between the first two films. It is a third-person cover-based shooter where you play as Captain Kirk, or Spock if you're the co-op partner. Yes, you can actually play this in online co-op. Oh, joy. Yeah. Uh, and you're out on a mission to investigate a theft and murder aliens or whatever. <laughs> it's got the gameplay style of Gears of War, so you're constantly hiding behind... Stop, stop. Did you just compare Star Trek to Gears of War? I can play the game, compare the game. <laughs> <laughs> you can compare whatever games you want. I compared the gameplay style. I'm not happy about that. I just wanted to let you know that. Okay. Anyway, but you're constantly hiding behind waist-high walls, popping out and shooting things. Um, the long and short of it is that, that the game isn't good. It really isn't. It's not well-written. It's not very exciting. It's actually shockingly boring. Considering the franchise, it's amazing how cheap the whole thing looks. At the time, I said the disappointment was that it should have been a big budget game, but it's not. Or that they spent all their money on the movie cast or whatever. The second movie was made for $190 million. But imagine if it was made for 20 Oh, wow. Like, that's what the, playing this game is like. Oh, wow. Uh, the game doesn't treat the source material with any respect. It probably doesn't treat the player with much either. It is joyless. Wow. Actually, I, re- I retract that statement very slightly by saying that my one true joy was the repeated disappointment expressed by Spock every time I murdered innocent Federation crew members. As in, this is people from your own team. Uh, I'm not a fan of Star Trek, so I haven't watched the films. Yes, so uh, they they get possessed by something at some point for some reason. Uh, so they, they, they're not in control of their actions. And whenever you encounter areas where your crew are, Spock's like, now just remember, only stun. And I'm like, okay. Okay, shoot. Okay, but I shot them. I shot them all. Amazing, amazing. I approve of this very much. I feel like that's how to turn a bad game good. Every last one. (laughs) And and, and every third or so, Spock would be like, please, sir, just stun them. (laughs) Please. No. No. Please stop you can't murdering make a, everyone. You can't make a terrible game and then expect us to... Uh, not murder everyone. Not to murder everyone, yeah. yeah. Um, the game does use Michael Giacchino's music uh, from the movies, which I very much like. Uh, if you like the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, it's basically exactly that, but worse due to having to be involved. <laughs> uh, since the release of the game, the devs uh, haven't really made a new game. Uh, they made two live service games that were shut down pretty quickly and their third was cancelled outright before it even released uh but they still maintain their free-to-play game warframe which is by all accounts actually pretty good apparently um this the dev is um a digital extremes for this that is correct i did have a look at their games and aside from bioshock i have not played a single one of their games um i think they did the i think they did a port of that they weren't the primary developers i think they well then I so I have did. played none of their games then. No, I wouldn't um, imagine you had. Like, every single one of their games are the sort of thing that I, I look at on the shelf and I just think... Andrew would play that. 
<laughs> and you, yes, and you replay that because it looks awful. Yeah. It just looks like it, 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 like when you look at the covers for some of the games that whether they either developed or were involved in, it, it, it could all be the same game. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Yeah, you're just making the same game over and over again, and they're not even good. Yeah, yeah, Star Trek's bad. Star Trek's bad though. Even uh, if even if you love Star Trek, I don't think there's much you'll much you'll get out of playing this one. Like of a bunch of these games, this is one of the ones that I found the hardest to keep playing because it was it's really dull, it's shockingly dull. Yeah, at least when something isn't working, you can uh, get a bit of um, gamer's ambition, whatever it's called. Um, yeah. To try and get through it, but when it's just dull, did you have to remember any of the information that they've been giving you I to just, get through the story? It does, did, or does it not matter? It didn't matter. Cool. None, of it, none of it mattered beginning to end. Well, at least you didn't have to listen. That's true. At number four, Viv, with a Metacritic average of 36% for the, for the PS3 version, is Damnation, released in 2019. It is worth pointing out at the top here that the devs of this game had previously made two horror movies and that the failure of Damnation caused them to shut entirely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. The game's that good. Damnation is a third-person shooter set in an alternate history just after the American Civil War, so a few years after 1865, with a steampunk aesthetic, which I could suspend my disbelief over until the main characters arrived on motorbikes. Oh, Okay. (laughs) And, and not the sort of rudimentary no- motorbikes that you got from 1880s. Like, genuinely, I had to look this up. Motorbikes did exist in the in the late 1880s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like a full rocket-powered superbike. <laughs> Historically accurate. That's how yeah. we like it. Yeah. Like, mm, um, so I may have accepted like a steam-powered bike or something like that, but that's also stupid. Unless you could like hand pump it, then that would be great. Like you have to hand pump your bike and then you could ride it. Yes, but that's also stupid. Yeah, but it would be more interesting. Like, yes, but every, every every alternative I came up with was equally stupid. So I guess they just went, well, everything's stupid, so let's just do the most convenient, but it's stupid. Unlike some of the other games on this list, I specifically played this game for this episode, so I have made some notes. And the first simply reads, Guns Bad. <laughs> so yes, they have petrol-powered motorbikes that can drive on walls, but a gun that can shoot in the direction you're aiming? Nah. <laughs> Also, it took me about two-thirds of the way through the game to figure out what the reload button was. Oh, no. It's L3, Viv. L3. L3? What the f- How are you going to... You have to click to... a thumbstick. No. It's That's the... so inconvenient. It's the least used button in all of video games. It... Who uses L3? The only time I actively remember using L3 was in conjunction with... R3, and that was in God of War when clicking both thumbsticks activated Kratos pushing his thumbs into a character's eyes. So, you know, like, with a real purpose then. Yeah. But it also, like, because you, it is, um, yeah, you press L3 down for some games when you're running, but that makes sense because L3 tends to be used to control, you know, forward and backward motion. Yeah. Um, But when you just have to, so I'm assuming that you just had to press it down once yeah. and oh no yeah. that's just not that's just not the one because also again, did you get confused with sort of making the character run and reloading was it were you just like all over the place i don't think the character did i don't think the character had a run button cool okay if it, if it yep. did i never learned what it was but that was two-thirds of the way through that i learned l3 so two, 
for two thirds of the game, I was going into uh, fights, going right. I've got two, two two bullets in the barrel here, then I have to duck behind some walls and wait for the long reload animation to, wow. to work through. Wow, that's that is that is bad. That's very very bad. It's, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not how hands work. No, this is also one of those late two thousand games of the three sixty and PS three area that was kind of grey brown. You yep. know the look. Yeah. The all the shades of shit and piss kind of look. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's games like this that really make me happy that devs have rediscovered primary colours. I mean, like, just thinking of, like, comparing this to how the Artful Escape looks. Yeah, oh. or Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those games, those that era of games was very dark and, oh, and dull and, like, just... everything was war and it was, like, always raining and storms and... There was just no joy in the games. Yeah. I mean, visually anyway. I mean, even um, Gears of War by, I think four, started having more color. Color in it, yeah. which is nice. I mean, the first Gears of War is, is dreary. Very, yeah. Very, yeah. Yeah. But back to Damnation, Viv. Just like Star Trek, the game is playable in co-op. But unlike that game, this one would happily just carry on without me. <laughs> If I was looking at things or generally just dicking about, the story would just carry on. There's an early uh, moment after a cutscene and I'm in a room and I was just looking about um, as a couple of rooms away, the other characters were blasting a hole in the wall to escape. Oh, um, no. Yeah, it just, everything just, just... carried on. Yeah, it just carried on. I, was, I, I came running up going, what, 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 why is, oh, okay. Good I guess luck, we're guys. going here now. Hooray. Uh, oh, that's um, dumb. Yeah. Um, and the other characters, they either just run ahead of you, and you have to figure out how they got where they are. Like, often it's like three or four stories above you, and you're like, how the did you get up there? Yeah, oh, I hate that. Or, they'll go, you go on ahead and I'll cover you, which, considering you've just killed all the enemies in the area, means I'm not doing anything. And you have to figure out how to get up four, four stories, and then they'll simply just join you there. I'm assuming as well, you don't see them walking, they'll just appear... Oh no! The, the, what happens is that you can you, you'll watch them and you're like, oh, there's a much easier route over there that wasn't indicated to me. Excellent! Amazing. This is why maps are so important. Yes. Um, this is this is going to be your favourite point, Viv. Okay. You love this. Um, the the main female character. You okay. Never no, say no more. I'm done. <laughs> The main female character, Yukikin, wears an outfit so offensively sexualized that it could only have come from the 2000s. She's got a bare midriff, large breasts, no bra, uh, an over-the-shoulder shirt that sort of lazily covers each boob, but not all of the boob, like maybe two, two-thirds. You've got oh, a lot of underboob, and it's yeah. sort of haphazardly cross-tied in the middle. Just... Of course, because, um, I mean... I mean, this is 2000, so this was uh, something that was accepted, but um, it all sounds really practical. Oh, yeah, I mean, There's no bra, and I bet she could do everything, but um, just wasn't dressed for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the male character is obviously suitably dressed. Of course, yeah. He's, he, he even has a nice hat. Cool, good, good. You can even give her a bra. No, this is what I'm happens just... when you leave certain types of men in charge of um, women's... Uh, sort of visuals yeah yeah it's and i'm going to yeah. say this because um 
not every not every guy does this. I know I slate guys a lot for how they well how they uh, treat women in video games, but there's definitely a certain type of guy that has to sit there and go, "Let's make a female character just for the sake of me being able to look at her." Yeah, because yeah. that is someone's fantasy right there in yeah, that game. I mean, you've also seen, and particularly when thinking back to when um, Horizon Forbidden West was revealed, there's also a a, a subgroup of of people that won't accept female video game characters looking like normal people. Yeah, yeah. Like they ju- they have to just be hyper sexualized, otherwise they're not real representations of women, which is just it's a baffling thing like i i i feel like we need to circle back at some point to a a longer discussion about representation of female characters in games but moving on from that um the world is weirdly designed too um i i made a note that the world is seemingly planned for gameplay and not for function there would be a tower to climb up inside and halfway up the ladder you would continue but by jumping to a ladder on the other side of the tower behind you that's so random like, who is well, getting to work like this? But I mean, like, but there was—it's not like a puzzle or anything. No, it's just you just have to get to a different level of the building, and you have to climb up a ladder. And halfway up, where you're climbing, you just have to jump to the another ladder that's on it. It's not like the rest of the ladder you're trying to climb has broken. It's just that the actual rest of the ladder is behind you on the other wall. That's so random. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. No, and you know it does if you live in a video game world, but not if you live in the real world. It's. I mean, yeah. it it sounds like just nothing about this game makes sense anyway. I mean, it 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 does in a kind of simplistic way. There's a bad person. Stop the bad person, and then you do that. Yeah, but you know the guns don't work. The motorcycles are, are not in the correct historic period. I, the ladders I mean, don't behave like ladders. I mean, the, the 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 guns in particular, like you can stand in front of someone shooting at them with the machine gun and you can just watch all the bullets spray off in random directions. You're like, nope. No, That's thank you. not how guns work, but thank you. Yeah. Oh, and uh, speaking of climbing things, this is my absolute favourite thing. So it has like Tomb Raider Uncharted style climbing up ledges and stuff. And it does the weirdest thing where you're standing on a ledge and there's another ledge above you that you need to climb up. And most video games, you'd sort of turn around and then pull yourself up. Mm-hmm. Um, in this game, you stand with the wall behind you, reach up over your head with your hands, and then swing out. So your legs swing out into the open, and then you sort of backflip onto the ledge above you. Cool, 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 cool. Um, every time I watched this, I was like, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand. No, I've got nothing to say to that. <laughs> I don't understand. Why? Why are you standing with your back to the wall? I don't know. I mean, why are there numerous lengthy and tedious sections where you're riding your bike? Like, they're just like, I mean, you just need to get from one place to another. So, like, all right, get on the bike and, and drive. And you're just driving for like four minutes instead of just holding, holding down a button, doing, leaping over chasms and stuff but you're not really doing anything there are there are infrequent moments where there are groups of enemies and a competently made game would either uh, have uh, secrets sitting around here or there'd be power-ups and weapons or anything that would 
encourage you to stop. But nope, nope, not in this game. Just keep going and avoid it. It doesn't matter. Wow. The game is inoffensive and tedious, except for Yukikun, who is clearly offensive. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a wonder after everything that you've told me that you're surprised that I don't play terrible games. Wait, so you don't want to see all that for yourself? You know what, Andrew? No. Fair. Um, Wait, I think you... especially when there's... I mean, there's a... Uh, I think that for me, I think if I'm playing a terrible game that's terrible and I can make fun of it and there's nothing re offensive personally to me, uh, then maybe. Uh, okay. Although I don't really have time for it. But I think especially when there's like characters, like the female character in this game, I, I don't have time or the or the emotional capacity anymore to um to sit through that. Uh, especially fair. when they open their mouths... Um, I don't know how she speaks, but quite often um, if I see a female character in an old game and they look like she does, um, n they could, nothing they say could ever make it better for me. Um, it all just sounds really wrong to me. It's either over-sexualized or it's like, oh my God, help me. What am I going to do? Yeah, As if any woman has ever asked that of a man. Don't, 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 don't play this game then, Viv. Um, there, there, is, there is numerous points in which the male characters complain about how independent and strong the female characters are it uh, was often to the thing of like well you'll never find a man with this kind of attitude young lady sort of oh sort of fuck <laughs> off <laughs> yeah yeah it's... small ego tiny penis piece of shit yeah um <laughs> anyway. so that's that's damnation um are you ready to move on to number three Viv? <laughs> have yes, you got I'm any more right. thoughts about damnation so Andrew and I went to EGX uh, this year and we stood in, in line to uh, play this game called Hunt Showdown and we never got to play it. And the, the guy who was working there was really lovely and he actually sent us away with a free copy of the game. When I first saw the cover of uh, Damnation, it actually reminded me of that game. Uh, and I, I don't know if it's actually any si like similar, but like just off the top of my head, I just remember thinking that's the same vibe, which is making me scared to play. <laughs> <laughs> the new game because I don't want any of that in my life. At least on the cover of Hunt Showdown, the the lady is wearing a coat. Coat to good, coat to yeah. good. She doesn't have a hat though. He has a hat. She she has no hat. If she wore a hat, how would you see her lovely scalp? Yeah. Well, that, that was a statement <laughs> that, came, that came out incredibly creepy, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it's sort of. <laughs> but um, but think of the promotions we'll have. Yeah. Social media. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's what it reminded me of. Um, the picture of this woman, if you can call her that, because uh, there's no way this is based on a real person, yeah. uh, is awful. And yeah. um, I once again state that this is why I don't play these sorts of video games. Right. Are you ready for number three now, Viv? <laughs> I guess I am. Okay, well, you're too, you're too early, Viv, because I've got a wild card to talk about first. Oh, we're going to talk about the sort of that you mentioned at the beginning. Yes. A sort of. Um, in episode two of the Squishcast, I talked about playing uh, Fast and Furious Crossroads. I don't really have anything to add that I didn't already say, um, other than if I had included it in this list, uh, that it would be here with a Metacritic average of 35% for, oh. oh, wow. for the PS4 version that I played. Wow, that's that's low. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't great. That's very low. Anyway, but moving on, Viv. At number three, with a Metacritic average of just 27% Woo. for the PS3 version, is 
Rogue Warrior from 2009. First up, I would like to offer one piece of praise for this game. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is it? It, it is mercifully only two hours long. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's actually such a relief, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was um, based on the real-life former Navy SEAL uh, Richard Marchinko. Uh, Richard passed away on Christmas Day in uh, 2021 at the age of 81. Uh, it is a first-person shooter, and the version of Dick in this game is voiced by Hollywood actor Mickey Rourke and is an aggressive, abusive racist who revels in and celebrates his killing of North Koreans. Would you like to hear some quotes? If, if I have to. <laughs> These are some of the things he says in this game. Goddamn cockbreath commie motherfuckers and suck my balls, my hairy fucking big balls, wrap them around your fucking mouth. Good God, that's awful. And finally... Drop dead, motherfucker, you fucking amateurs. Wow, that's really bad. Yeah, he says that a lot throughout that the two hours. Poor script writing. Poor script writing. Poor everything. Why? Why anything? I mean, if I was if I was going to joke about it, I would have just assumed that Mickey Rourke was talking to the devs at the time. <laughs> oh, I, oh, if if that's the case, I bloody hope so. Um, yeah, well, um, that's so, a lot. So a second moment of praise for whoever was on the dev team who took all of those sound bites from out the game and then put them to music for the end credits. Shut up. Genius. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, my God. Like, the, the, nothing will cheer you up than hearing Mickey Rook saying, goddamn cockbreath, commie motherfuckers, to a beat. Fucks. <laughs> Some people... It's so distasteful. <laughs> yes, but it's very funny. Is it, though? It's fucking inspired, and whoever did it, I salute you. <laughs> So I think, because it's been a while since I played this, I think the story is about him stopping North Korea from having missiles in 1986, but honestly, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you just go from one end of a level to the next, shooting and stabbing everyone you see. Enemy AI is terrible as they just stand around with their back to wherever you're coming from and wait for you to perform an instant kill on them. Cool. Yeah. Dick, my, Dick Majinko will uh, choke them, cut their necks, stab them in the head, stab them between the legs, and then he'll say one of the lines i've already said and then after after all that terrible ai you'll come to a level with an overwhelming number of enemies and there'll be no cover and you'll really discover what hating this game is like it's crass and dull poorly designed and unpleasant you constantly have to remind yourself that people working on this game went home and kissed their children oh. to sleep <laughs> listen the, the, the shooting isn't the worst i've ever experienced in the game but i don't want to heap any more praise on this it's a terrible game that has some joy in being shocked that it was made and released to market i didn't totally hate my time but then my time was only two hours thank the, god for that the devs continue to this day uh, oh. with this with the successful sniper elite series oh we played that on stream we have and it's good it is good um, so rogue warrior was announced originally in 2006 with a completely different developer and a completely different story that was scrapped and entirely remade by a new team and released in 2009. Okay. That it even turns on is a miracle. The game was published by Bethesda. So yeah, it's a Microsoft game now. Of course it is. I'm going to read you something uh, that someone at IGN wrote. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think... No, I'm just going to read it to you. Okay. 
We play a lot of games here at IGN, and while not every single game can be an Editor's Choice Award winner, most of them have merit of some kind. Then there are those games that are completely bankrupt of value whatsoever. Games that not only make you want a refund of your money, but of the time you wasted playing the game. The latest digital blight to meet this definition is the recently released Rogue Warrior. A game whose vast technical issues are only overwhelmed by the brevity of the experience. (laughs) Simply put, players should stay far away from this title at any cost. Wow. That is the that is like it carries on, but that is just the opening paragraph of See, the IGN's review of this game. The thing is, there'll be people like me that will hear that as a challenge. Absolutely, and then there are people like me who have you know very limited time and would like to spend it playing good games. So, so you're saying, if somebody came to your house with i don't know some sort of beautiful beautifully cooked steak and a copy of rogue warrior and let's say let's say 50 quid and they said this is option a or option b we'll leave and you can play with your cats sorry this is a choice yes okay play with my cats there you go yeah um it I just, I find, I really do, um, like, I appreciate why you played them, and, uh, like, I, I like talking about it, and you obviously you share a lot with me about your experiences, but I would do, I would find it really grating um, to have to play a game that I don't like. I don't like doing things that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I honestly, it's just anger-inducing. Like, if I don't like something, I would just put it to the side. It's not worth my time. Um but yes, uh, that wasn't really a choice that you just gave me there, to be honest. I don't need 50 quid and a steak that much. I can do that myself. I'm an independent right. woman. I don't need all... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am the problem in these games. Uh, yes. I have what these games complain about, so yeah. I don't need uh, your steak and your 50 quid. You shitty game out of my <laughs> my, my console. <laughs> my beautiful uh, console doesn't need to be uh, molested by terrible games. Fair. Are you ready for some more? I guess so. Getting the silver medal today with a Metacritic average of just 26% for the PS4 version that I played is Road Rage, which was released in 2017. And I still can't believe that. 2017, that's not that long ago. That's only five years now. Yeah. Um, This game was a gift from our friend Dynamite Plays. Go follow him on YouTube. Um, Please send him... uh, Send him whatever you, uh, notes you want to about uh, what you're about to hear, because uh, this this was this was his special present to us. But spoilers, Viv, this is the biggest pile of shit I have ever played in my life. Okay. And that it scored higher than the next game on the list is an absolute travesty. This was, however, the second worst game of 2017 according to Metacritic, wow. based on average reviews. Wow. And I honestly believe that the other games surely couldn't have even functioned at all to have been worse than this. But before we begin, let me play you the intro cinematic to explain the story. Five years ago, the city of Ashen was voted one of the most culturally diverse cities in the world. Ashen was a vibrant, great place to live. But this is now. 
Social problems have overrun the modern world and also the city of Ashen. Exactly five years ago makes the day all hell broke loose. Day one. We all knew too well that we were slowly being killed by the multinationals before day one. But knowing is different than realizing or acting. On day one, the 95% decided to push back. The small group that started the call to arms for freedom grew exponentially to millions of backers in just one day. The world as we knew it suddenly came to an end. Unable to take back control, the authorities constructed a high wall topped by razor wire around each district, forcing the inhabitants within to survive on their own behind a containment wall. Police checkpoints stopped anybody going in or out. Within months, the districts were overrun by biker gangs terrorizing defenseless citizens. Now, these gangs do whatever they want. They take your money, your TV, and your girlfriends. They are bad to the bone. Few dare to resist, especially here in Subtroit, where it's the worst. The government abandoned us. There's only one language Subtroit speaks now, and that's brutal violence. What just happened in my ears? And a very, very, very long silent pause. Still paused. No sound. Yeah. <coughs> What what just happened? Okay, first of all, mm -hmm. that's not how subtitles work. That's not how speaking works. That's not how speaking works. I don't that first like block of subtitles didn't make any sense together. Um, like the, it it did, no. it said nothing. Um, no. And then you added in the word exponentially. <laughs> just to make it more confusing for everyone involved. So first of all. That's not mm -hmm. how subtitles work. They should not be in groups of like six or seven lines. Thank no. you very much. Um, number two, what was even said? Also, Subtroit? What a yeah. shitty name. One of the other districts is called Chitterly. A what now? Chitterly. Chitterly? Yeah. Oh, God. Now, fucking forget all of that because it doesn't matter a fucking jot. It's just a normal looking city. Yes, there are some fences, but they're open between districts and everyone is just going about their business there aren't there are no roaming gangs at all or any real signs of any major social upheaval it's like they bought city.game file from the unreal store and just thought yeah that'll do the entire <laughs> the entire game takes place on a motorbike as in you uh, don't get off nope never and other than within particular missions you will never see any other bikes it's only ever cars on the streets Wow. Okay. Speaking of which, it does do that hilarious thing that if you drive too fast and are going faster than the game can properly load things, cars visibly pop in above the ground then drop to the roads. It's brilliant. Nice, nice. Uh, there are no cutscenes at all. Uh, between missions, you get texts that are read out like they're conversations or, or, or that they're happening over the phone, but they are shown as text messages. So who the fuck knows what's actually going on? Uh. Um, and these texts set up the mission and it has almost nothing to do with what you have to actually do in the mission. So an early text uh, conversation has a man ask a lady to deliver seven packages in seven minutes because that's fucking reasonable. And she says... Also, she... it's your favourite. Timed events. Well you, done. Th this whole game is every every single mission is a timed event. Every one of oh, them. Oh no. Uh, she says she can't do this because of what happened the week before. It's never explained or mentioned again. 
as in the um, thing that she can't do because yeah. it happened. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool, who, cool, 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 cool. Who knows? Maybe somebody did, sir, and I just tuned uh, out. Sir, but... I can't do this because reasons. Oh, no, she said what the reasons were, like she was injured or something, but I, there was no context for what had happened the week before. Anyway, so you chime in as the character and you say that you'll do it in four minutes. <sighs> yeah. And then the mission starts and you have one minute 15 to just race to the finish line and that's it. Um, there's a mission towards the end where you have to escape the police and stay away from them for 30 seconds. So you, they don't see you for 30 seconds and you win. Okay. So I just so I just disappeared into some woods and waited for the time to count down. Oh my God, and did you actually stop when you're in the woods? Yeah, I just stopped <sighs> and waited. Perfect, yep. Uh, and then the text conversation happens. My character's complaining about being shot and bleeding in, an, in a terrible way. I'm like, nice. no, yep. no, no nice. game, just no. Uh, the missions are either race to a point on the map or race to a point on the map and then back within a certain time. Race a bunch of idiots uh, or a time trial where you get time boosts at each checkpoint or escape the police or hunt down and kill two out of three targets in three minutes. Uh, if there was a race, I would just try and get out in front as soon as possible and then that would be fine to win the race and i just let the other idiots fight it out for whatever happened to them for not winning. And this leads to the other part of the racing mechanics, and something that is a major part of this game. There is bike combat. Bike uh, combat? Yes, because you don't get off the bike, so if you're going to fight, uh, yeah, you have, to, guess, you have yeah. to be on the bike to fight. Uh, and you can unlock and buy weapons that you can use to knock other bikers off their bikes, in theory. But the hit detection is basically non-existent. You can drive right next to them and swing your weapon about, and you will 99% never make contact. Nice. It just won't. It's for like the, shit jousting. Oh, yeah. For the, for the assassination missions, uh, I found it quicker to ram the other bike and myself into a wall rather than trying to beat them with a weapon. Wow. Actually, uh, you know how you couldn't deal with the slow weapon movement in Dark Souls? Yep. It's that. Oh, but on a bike. And, yeah, so you, yeah, okay. yeah so, so you can't just wave your weapon around at speed hoping to catch a glance and glow it's maybe three seconds to complete the animation from the moment you press the button on the controller wow that's that's a lot um as as this was a, a gift uh, from dynamite plays uh i this is another one of the games i made notes on because i played it recently and i have a note here that says what is the health bar for in the corner is a green health bar in the entire playthrough I never once saw it change, not even when I exploded in a fireball for no reason. The devs of this game subsequently made games based on the reality TV show Street Outlaws. I'm shrugging. Um, and last year <laughs> released uh, Taxi Chaos, which is like Crazy Taxi, but with all the boring stuff that I've just talked about ruining it. Honestly, if this was a student game made by a team who was making a game for the first time, I could understand. I would expect them all to fail and have to restart their course again, but I would understand. There is nothing redeemable about this wretched game and is the only game on this list that I found no joy in whatsoever. And yet, despite everything I've just said, there is still one game left on this list. Oh, good God. I don't know if, I don't know how much more I can listen to. This is, on, this is awful. I can't believe a, you're surprised I don't play these games. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that I mean, there was, was actual surprise there. I mean, this one wasn't, this one wasn't a deliberate choice. This was, this was a gift. <laughs> Because they hate you, don't know my place hate you. <laughs> seems seems that way. Uh, what did you rude. What did you do to them? I don't know. I'm, I'm Whatever nice it was, you're paying for it with this game. Nothing but nice. I'm so so kind and gentle. <laughs> sure. I have another review for you. Okay. <laughs> Is it kinder than mine? 
I don't know, actually. Okay. Let me just read it. This is the okay. conclusion of this review. Okay. Uh, Road Rage is an open-world uh, motorcycle combat game that is so shoddy in every single facet of its being that it could function as a parody without actually changing a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like Goat Simulator. A game of this dubious merit is so rare that it belongs in a museum destined to be studied by the gaming scholars of the future in How Not to Make a Video Game 101. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, the list of offences that Road Rage perpetrates are so heinous in nature and so humorous in quantity that the strict 1,000-word limit imposed upon the humble reviewers here by the Push Square overlords can't possibly do it justice. So let's just say it's a broken, bewildering, shambolic mess and never speak of it again. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Terrible. It's 2 out of 10 in this in this review. That's that's generous. It's generous, isn't it? I mean, okay. I will say, I th it is the only game on this list that never crashed on me. Okay, but I mean, so. that's what games are supposed to do. Yeah, <laughs> supposed to run. Yeah, it's, it's, it's to the run. bare minimum you expect. It really is the bare minimum. Anyway, are you ready for the for the final one, Viv? I'm ready. Let's go. Hit me. The worst game that I've ever played, according to Metacritic. With an average of just thirteen percent for the PlayStation Three version that I played, is Ride to Hell Retribution, which was released in twenty thirteen. Uh, I Let actually saw a bit of this. If you playing this game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Carry so on. Let, <laughs> let me be frank. This is a better game than Road Rage, unquestionably. It has cutscenes and functional-ish combat. Uh, Road Raid could only dream of such luxuries. But also, and to be clear, this game is terrible and I sort of love it. So, you play as Jake Conway, who has just returned from the Vietnam War and witnesses his little brother being killed by a rival biker gang because Mikey was wearing his dad's old biker jacket. Honestly, there is a lot more to that whole thing than I've just summarised there. But we don't have time for me to try and go into all of this um jake sets out on a convoluted mission to murder each gang member in order until he reaches the big boss and then murders him too you'll ride punch kick shoot and sex your way through nine hours of game when i was playing it i described the game as a low budget movie it's like a sci-fi channel original movie it's fucking sharknado and if you go in expecting that then that's what you'll get Whereas with Star Trek, you are expecting a big, big budget production and get a cheap version. Here, you're under no illusions that you are getting anything but a cheap production. And there's nothing wrong with low budget games. There is so much to say about this game that I'll be saying one more thing long after we have finished this recording. A bunch of the game takes place on your bike. You follow a road and avoid obstacles or fight other bikers. So, like Road Rage, except better. Firstly, Every single road is littered with roadworks. Trucks, pipes, holes in the ground, barriers, you name it, they are everywhere, all the time. Occasionally you see other vehicles going about their business and you just wonder how they expect to do that. How do these people live and work around this mayhem of roads? When it comes to fighting on the bike, you get locked into a quick time event and will get a button prompt that you have to press as quickly as possible to win. 
uh, you'll knock the other driver off and their bike will carry on for a while on its own, then realize there's no one riding it and explode. It's easy. Except there's one mission late in the game where there is um, physically no means in which you can press the button fast enough once it appears on screen. So you have to guess which button it's going to be okay. and hope that you are randomly hammering the correct button at the right time in order to win the quick time event. It, oh, no. Yeah. Other uh, oddities in the game? If you hit an obstacle, it will just reset you. Cool, cool, um, cool. So they, no reaction? No, it just fades to black and then fades up again. Cool. Uh, there's a There's a sliding mechanic that you can just do perpetually. So if you move even a little bit you can just go into the sliding um animation and just slide the entirety of the road if you can steer it well enough okay uh, you cannot turn around if you try and turn around and go in the other direction you'll either explode or just get reset maddening uh <laughs> there are sections on foot um which may involve fist fights and there's a section where you have to win a series of boxing matches to get a certain gang member all these fist fights can be cheesed by just spamming the kick button as it locks the opponent into a, an animation that they can't break out of, and you can just kick them over and over and over until they die. If there are multiple enemies, kick one until another attacks, counter their attack, and then just keep kicking. I did this for the entire game. That sounds so exciting. I'm riveted. There are gun sections where you have to do shooty bangs. Headshots are very satisfying as it goes into a neat slow-mo, and I think you also had a moment of like oh that's not bad when you were yeah yeah play it. i uh, i appreciated the the headshots i did yeah, yeah. when it was done correctly yeah I, I i genuinely never stopped enjoying that uh some enemies will go down like a sack of shit and some are bullet sponges i took to calling a certain enemy type the jelly man oh the jelly man yeah it just slides across yeah. yay <laughs> because very very occasionally his entire middle section would just move independent <laughs> yeah. of the rest of his body and give this sort of weird jelly wobble effect that <laughs> yeah. i enjoyed visually uh, it was quite funny. Yeah. Weird, but funny. Yeah. Uh, the game is ridiculous. Uh, there are sections where you can run about in the open shooting bads without a care in the world, sucking up shots like it doesn't even bother you. Then you round the corner and with full health will be insta-killed by someone you can't even see. The combat ricochets between Baby's first shooter and this would make Dark Souls cry. And then there's the sex. Oh, yeah, I think I also caught one of these uh, shoddy scenes. The first instance comes in San Alfonso, but sort of imagine Vegas. And there's a man and a woman arguing near a car. When you go over, it starts a fight with the man, and you kill him. And the woman is so grateful that you do a sex. <laughs> Relatable. That's, yeah. that's, that's how I get mine. There's people arguing on the street. I go in and kill their partner, and then we just have sex. Yeah. yeah. A, a few grateful sexes later, and you are in a bar and there are three men harassing and verbally abusing a, the barmaid. You beat them up, and she is so grateful that she also does a sex on you. <laughs> okay. I would joke that Jake is desperately trying to discover a new STI, but every single one of these sex acts shown in this game are depicted fully clothed. They act out sexual intercourse, but it's just aggressive dry humping. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's so awful. It's making me feel sick a bit, actually. The script is terrible, and the acting is terrible, and it rarely makes a jot of sense. There's a mission where you have to get into a compound, but it's surrounded by an electric fence. You cross the road from the fence to a petrol station and murder some lorry drivers and steal a big rig lorry. Ah, you think, I'm going to drive this through the electric fence, you think, until you drive a very long way along the road, and then you get to a power plant. 
and you murder all the power plant workers and then you explode the lorry to turn off the power at the electric fence and presumably everywhere else. I say again that this game is terrible, but I did quite like it in a wrong sort of way. If you know what you're getting into, I absolutely think people should play this delightful mess. I, I'm going to have to um, respectfully disagree there. Okay, what what did I just say that didn't make you want to play this game? Like, what what more could I tell you to encourage you to play it? Uh, you couldn't tell me anything to make me play it. You'd have to pay me a lot of money to be for me to play that game. Because okay. it's just... Uh... Okay, so... And like I know you enjoyed it, but you enjoy it for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's 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 a campy B movie. It's some sometimes you just want to watch a terrible movie, and it's that. No, Andrew. No, you. So for anyone that's listening, we always have this discussion that like Andrew thinks that other people are like him. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to go watch a shit film if they know it's shit. Like if they know it's awful, they don't just go. Oh, out of the like hundreds of thousands of millions of things that I could watch that I would actually enjoy I'm going to choose to spend the next two two and a half hours of my life watching something that I know I'm gonna hate for no reason whatsoever like that is not how normal people behave like unless with us it's different if we go and watch something and we're going to talk about it it's different but if you own your spare time you work Monday to Friday you work so hard for your money and then you waste it your time and your money on the weekend watching something crap or playing something crap that doesn't make sense to me. There's nothing you could say to me, Andrew. And uh, other people are not like you. I got to make my bike in this game squishy pink. Like every single section of it. The okay. wheels, That's the body. That's the only thing, everything. though. It was, it was all squishy pink. Yeah, couldn't pay me. Actually, I don't even know if you could pay me to play that game. Um, I will say this game did soft lock me out of it at one point. There was a, there was a bit in a lumber mill. And uh, I had to do a. I was doing a fight with one of the bosses, and it got to the point where it moves from that the room we were into another section. He runs off, and you're supposed to chase him, but the door to the room didn't rematerialize, so I was just stuck <laughs> in the room, and I couldn't. I couldn't get so I had to reload. Um, going back to wasting your time. There's, there's when you first arrive at the lumber mill. Uh, I can't remember the context of what you're trying to get from this man, but this this guy's like, oh yeah, like there's I've got some. If you get there's some drugs. If you go and get all the drugs, then I'll I'll tell you what to do. So you go and do all the, collect all these drugs, and you bring them back. And he's like, "Oh, just one more thing," and you go and do that. And then you turn up, and he's like, "Ha ha ha!" It was nothing. So you beat him up, and he's like, "Oh, here's the answer." And then you murder him, and you're like, "Yeah, just just go straight for the beating him up thing. Why why all the other convoluted? Why all that?" It, it's a game that wastes your time, and I love it. I I genuinely I have a real soft spot for this game. It is absolute bobbins. But I kind of love it. Just no, just no. Uh, I do have like I'm going to read one re- one line from a review. Okay. I think it's on like destructoid.com. Okay. And it just says this is one absolutely despicable game. <laughs> That's okay. all it says. <laughs> it sets up the game and then it's like this is just despicable. That's all it says. But before we go, I've got one more wild card. I didn't think it was fair to include this, maybe because of pity. But if I had included Unearthed Trail of Ibn Battuta, it would have beaten Ride to Hell with only 11% on Metacritic for the PS3 version. Jesus. It has six levels, 
one of which is just walking behind two people having a conversation, and the final one is an escape through the city until the game decides that you've escaped enough and it finishes. <laughs> I drove in one direction constantly as I seem most able to avoid the police that way. The city just repeats over and over and over and over. It's weird. It's just the weirdest thing. Uh, the game, the series was cancelled after this first episode. This no, one, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, weird. This one episode cost me two pounds. <laughs> um, and the game was developed in Saudi Arabia, and they have played way too much Uncharted. Oh, could you see the influences? Uh, ab- absolutely. Um, it is. It is an Uncharted clone, made for no money. I mean, it's it's better than Road Rage. I mean, it has cutscenes. Like most things are better than Road Rage. It y- seems. Yeah, it th- th- that is the new low mark for video games for me. And one other thing, Viv. What? What is it? Ibn Batuta, unearthed Ibn Batuta, also stars Troy Baker. What? Yeah. That's not allowed. He's not allowed <laughs> to be in a bad game. <laughs> I. I mean, it, 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 statistically, he'll end up being in a bad game, considering how many games he's in. But yeah, I yeah. just, you know, I thought, that's a nice circle, isn't it? Um, okay, swing back around to Troy Baker again. Always swing him uh, back around to Troy Baker. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, how did they How did they get him? Anyway. I mean, I, yeah, that's, that's a story for another time, I guess. Yeah, well then, well then. Yeah. Um, you know, hearing you talk about your terrible games and the mm-hmm. years that they came out sort of makes me glad that at that time in my life I wasn't really a gamer. Like I wonder if I would love gaming so much if um if I was growing up and playing these things as they came out and then and just had to sit for all of the broken stuff and the dull stories and you know the casual misogyny that happens in these games um I, yeah I don't I don't know I wonder if it would have changed my relationship with gaming No you're you're absolutely right but you've got to remember uh ignoring um Road Rage because I don't want to talk about it anymore um, two of these games were 2009 and two were 2013 uh, the best games in 2009 you've got things like Bat- Batman Arkham Asylum the first Borderlands uh, Uncharted 2 came out that year okay okay. so you know 2009 had games uh, 2013 things came out like Tomb Raider the new reboot. Okay. Uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which is arguably the best Assassin's Creed game. Bioshock Infinite, Grand Theft Auto V, and The Last of Us. Okay. Well, so, that's good to know, because, I mean, you know, there's also it's isolated people then, isn't it? Making yeah. crap games. Yeah. It's interesting. Okay, that, well, that's good to know, because I, I just I would have hated to have, you know, been in a position where I don't like gaming because of these types of things. I mean, actually, I don't think, because of how they're visually represented in their covers and things, I don't think I would have bought them anyway, because those types of games have never attracted me. Um, but yeah, I just, just wondered, really. Yeah, it's fair. So yeah, that's a bunch of terrible video games that I played, and other than Road Rage, I'm not not entirely sure I wasted my time. Yes, Star Trek's boring and the others are offensive or barely functional. But they are unique experiences in their own way. And I have plenty more terrible games to play and I can't wait. Andrew, no. Yes. Oh, terrible God. games, terrible games, terrible games. 
Oh, well, that was a. I did a lot of talking there, Viv. You did. You did indeed. That was a lot of. That was a lot of bad games. Are you Are you ready to do some talking now? I'm ready. Hit me okay. with it. I have a surprise question for you, Viv. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's. We're basically playing Snog Marry Kill. <laughs> okay. But it's called Sequel Remake Delete. Sequel Remake Delete. Okay. So. I'm going to give you... They're actually series rather than one-off games. So there's three series. And one of these series gets a sequel. Okay. One of of these series gets remade. And you have to choose one of these series to be deleted entirely forever. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm nervous. I'm so scared. Okay. Here are your three options. Oh, no. He's going to pick things I love. The Last of Us. Gears of War and Borderlands. Damn it! Okay. So one gets remade, one gets a sequel, one gets deleted. Yes. I would sequel The Last of Us. Okay. Because I want more. That's just my genuine, like, I want more of that. So I would prefer that there is a sequel to The Last of Us. Okay. I would... Uh, remake. Oh, this is so painful. <laughs> I would remake Borderlands. Okay. Because I just because you didn't specify a Borderlands, so I would probably remake, especially the first one, because some of those functions are annoying, and I'd love to be able to play it again, but I won't because of those functions that you can't just travel anywhere you want. You have to go back into levels, and you have to kill everyone again. And it's all really annoying. So I would remake Borderlands uh, one, maybe even two, with some upgrade with all the upgrades that Borderlands three has. Um, so I'd remake that um, and delete Gears of War. <laughs> Forever, all of them gone. Nobody could ever play De- Gears of War again now. But I've played them, so they're all gone now. Yeah, they're all gone. Uh, I've I've played them. So he didn't say that they would be deleted and everyone would forget about them. So I've played all of them now. So even if they did get deleted, at least I have played all of them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um uh because, you know, I think in terms of like love for those games, I would say I have a fond I have a very fond memory of Gears because it was one of the games that really got me back into gaming. Like it was the first game that I remember sitting for 11 hours straight playing it, only getting up to go to the toilet. Like I would just surround myself with snacks and just like close the blinds and just enjoy playing it. So I have really fond memories, but I like Borderlands and The Last of Us more okay. in terms of uh like Bo- Last of Us for the story and everything in it. Uh, and Borderlands just like I lo- again I love the story, but I just love like the combat and the guns and just the whole madness of it uh, is really up my street. It's really insane when you when you listen to some of those things, and it's got Tiny Tina in it, you know. So yeah, that's that's my choices. So I would sequel The Last of Us, remake Borderlands, delete Gears of War. Okay, game watch time, Viv. It is game watch time. Tell me, mm-hmm. tell me what you're looking forward to that's coming out soon. Next week, Viv, we all know this. Horizon Zero Dawn comes out. It does indeed. At long last. At but long last. Rather than that, I'm going to talk about the game Lake. Okay. Lake Lake came out for PC and Xbox in September of 2021, and it will finally come out for 
PlayStation on March 25th. Uh, it is uh, described as this. It's 1986. Meredith Weiss takes a break from her career in the big city to deliver mail in her hometown. How will she experience two weeks in beautiful Providence Oaks with its iconic lake and quirky community? And what will she do next? It's up to you. So yeah, you just... That you sounds really as, cute. You play as Meredith and you deliver post and chat to the residents of the town. And I, I don't want to play it. It's, it looks good. The, the trailer looked really good as well. It's another one of those really colourful games, isn't it? Yeah. That really, that your TV, your new sexy TV can really do justice. Yeah, I just, it just looks cute and very, again, very chill. Yeah, that sounds very good. I, yeah, I would, I would also play that. Um, March twenty fifth. March twenty fifth. Put that in your diaries, people. I've, uh, I've, I've ordered a physical copy of that. Of course you did. Is it um, PS five? PS five. Yeah. Of course you're gonna, you're gonna increase your PS five collection. Yeah. Um, and speaking of PS five, um. I won't talk about it again because we have talked about it in a previous episode, but I just wanted to remind everyone that Sifu is, um, has come out already uh, on the 8th of February. Um, and if you are someone like me who ha- didn't hear about it and now that I've heard about it, it's all I can think about. <laughs> um, there will be a physical copy coming out in, in the spring. Um, so if you are wanting a, a nice, sexy PS5 physical copy of this game it will be coming out then yeah, so keep an eye out on your amazons and your whatever things game collections for yeah, this no, game no official release date as yet but um yeah but so but keep, yeah. Keep, no no official release date at the time of recording yeah i said it i said it last time we talked about it but it's the most viv game i can think of <laughs> yeah i'm really look, I, I really bought into it last time we spoke about it and i just yeah i'm really looking forward to it coming out i don't know when i'm gonna have time to play it uh, but uh but i'll find some time i'll find a way where there's a will there's a way that's true and uh and this is what we're looking forward to Woo! Woo! Thank you for listening, everyone. We appreciate it very much. Very, very much. And if you'd like to stay in touch with us, uh, you can follow us on our Instagram and Twitter on at Game with Squishy. And if you'd like to support us, you can make a donation for as little as the price of a cup of coffee on our Ko-fi page. And that's ko-fi.com slash the squishy stream. Uh, do also join us on our Discord uh, where we can chat about the show and where we'll also be adding some additional information from each episode. We'll be popping in some clips and videos from the games we discussed today uh, on there very soon. Uh, so if you'd like to check that out, come and join us. I will link our Discord in the description. Thank you again for listening, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day, whatever you're doing. Bye, squishies. Bye. Squishy it. <laughs>